Under the covers. Under the covers with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 123, entitled Transitions. Life is full of transitions. So many are positive, some are negative. All of them impact us emotionally. What can we expect from them, and what can we do to make the best of them? We'll be talking about that on tonight's episode. So, pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire, which is very important. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. Things are great, but you feel alone? Well, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week, we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. We then hit the main topic. So while it may not be 12, 15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome! Rome. Hi, guys. Oh. Hey, Chris. So, uh, welcome back to all four of us again. Two weeks in a row. That's like two out of three. Two well, episodes in, in a, a row. row. Yeah. Weren't we all here last week? Last week. We no. were at the beach. Oh, nobody was here last week. Right. 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 Table is empty here. <laughs> right. <laughs> two episodes in a row then. And two episodes strong. in a row. And that feels nice. Yeah. Um, I have my good and bad I, really short this week. I, um, because really we're doing this as a topic and it's the transition thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my good is i have six days of summer vacation left mm. yes and the bad is you i have, have six, six days <laughs> of summer vacation left yeah. yeah so it's we're we're under a week and we're you wasted your whole summer you did nothing <laughs> i know this was a really boring summer i feel like this was the summer of the davidson's <laughs> we went so many places <clears throat> yeah. and did so many things so fun and it's like i know that but it's hard for that <laughs> I know we did those. I things. know we did it. It's just I'm not there anymore. So, but mm. you know, it, it's it's like a bittersweet thing. I I really enjoyed yeah. last school year. I, I I don't think I had a better time being a teacher, which mm. I know we, I've talked about that in past wow. episodes about the whole squeaky it's car during COVID thing, you know, thing, and it's it's not a great time. And you were yet, like, I, I love, really I love good, COVID. Yeah, man. That's pretty- <laughs> no, I can't even say it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> So all that stuff. And then, and here we are, you know, you think at the beginning of summer, oh, it, you, COVID's going, you know, downhill. We're going to start the, the year fresh and, and new and, and and normal. And we just don't know. Now the numbers are going up. Now this is happening. So anyway, not to get, yeah, right. you know, right. on, on, right. on people's, you know, <laughs> it causing angst among the listeners or right. people at the table here. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Now my food, my food. I for the first time just this evening brined pork chops. The hell you say? I did, and it was excellent. What was your brine? Uh, very simple, just obviously water and salt, and then obviously. I I did some. I was gonna do peppercorn, but I couldn't get my pepper grinder open, so I just did fresh ground pepper. 
um, and a couple bay leaves. And I don't know. I was just like reaching in the drawer. I threw in a little bit of smoked paprika. <laughs> so what do you do to brine? Because I don't really know. It's a saltwater solution. Mm-hmm. I think of it as a as a Thanksgiving thing because that's what I've been doing to mm. our, our turkey the past few mm-hmm. years. But it... <laughs> that's not... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's what I do. It's not the... all he's doing to the turkey. That's the joke oh, I didn't want to make. This. <laughs> but anyway, so you brine... You yeah. brine so yeah. you, you, you keep them... You keep the pork chops in the brine and right. then you for just let long? it ferment or like sit or whatever. I, this Marinate is my first time. The, the directions I read said half an hour to two hours. Oh, really? I just did half an hour. Okay, uh, and then you uh, fry them up, or what do you do? Yeah, I grilled them. Tonight. Okay. Now, did you rinse the brine off? I patted it off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They were, <laughs> too, they were still too salty. They were, they too, were salty. They, they were too salty. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same, same. So okay. I should have rinsed? Yeah, I would rinse. Okay. I feel like you just need a sous vide. I'm not a big briner. Okay. But, I mean, I'm not against it. I don't have any confidence in it. And, like, mm. I'm, I'm intrigued that there was no sweet element in your brine. Because mm. very often it's a little bit of sugar to they balance s- out the salt. Yeah. And I um, I read that, and I just didn't. Fair. <laughs> we, we have Fair. We tried not to add sugar to things. Um, that and tasted really good. I mean, the texture was awesome. Moisture. The moisture was awesome. Yeah. Just a little salty. So Well, that's good. Rinse the yeah. brine, baby. Yeah. I'll do it. So, uh, we'll do... Uh, Bad first, um, like I do. Uh, so we went on vacation this past week, oh. and then we had to come home, and that was mm. bad. That was bad. Because <laughs> um, the the night before we left uh, on our way home, I did not sleep well. I had, no, a, ba- I had a bad dream, and I was It didn't come up. true, though. It did not. Not yet. Thank goodness. Right. Um, so that like a realistic stress kind of dream. No, you could say it. Plaguing you. That's horrible. Are you serious? Sure. Dude, I dreamt Uncle Rick killed Mike P. Goodness. Yeah. Oh, and man. and and Uncle Rick like told me he was gonna do it. And I was doing everything in my power to like like you know me, I'm a peacekeeper. I'm like, okay, but Especially really? when it comes to death. It's not it's not good. And I like so I was like so stressed out in my head and then when I woke up, I I was having all these bad thoughts. You know, just like it, it was one of those nights where you are thinking to yourself, like, how how am I having this bad thought? Like, mm-hmm. why is this even entering my brain? You know, like that kind of bad mm-hmm. thought. And no matter how irrational it is, it doesn't matter in a dream. Like, even when you yeah. wake up, those, the realistic feelings you have right. will stick with like, you. And it just, like, kind of snowballed. So, I like, I, I started praying. I was like, you know, in Jesus' name, like, please, like, like yeah. you know, get these thoughts and out of And you know you have to get up in a few hours right. and drive for 12. Right. <laughs> right. God. At least. At least. God. But at least um, it was a good drive. <laughs> So, like already the next day, I was uh, I was set up to fail. So like we get on the road and we're on the road for about an hour. And I'm like in my head, I'm just like, we're not gonna, like we're, we got to stay over somewhere. We got we like we're not gonna again. Make it. So you have a a toddler on right. uh, an eleven hour right. me Amy Mags right almost three at the end of a a, a week at the beach right a ten hour drive. Probably with no real, stops. Realistically, twelve so hours. So you're you're already doing the actuarial work on this trip. Of we're not going to make it. We're, we're not going to make it. You and made it pretty far. Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Oh, Beckley, gosh. Beckley, West Virginia. Never heard of it. Are you sure? <laughs> it is Beckley. <laughs> um, but huge shout out. So Amy had been, you know, she's in the back with Mag, so she has the freedom to, you know, be on her phone and, and whatnot. And so she was texting the girls and she was texting Lauren uh, Boothby, one of one of our best friends, and and she was 
kind of given the play-by-play of what's going on and lauren said hey you know I, I'll, I'll be happy to look up hotels in in whatever area you're trying to get to because you know on the way home mm, cell service, service like yeah. it's you know kind of spotty so lauren found a great place and then they offered they they, they actually paid for our hotel room which was a huge blessing really? blessing so huge shout out to justin and lauren boothby right. for we know who to call next time <laughs> right. i'm saying we played we, we stayed at the the sleep in in Beckley Springs, it was lovely. The people were very nice. The room was good, um, and uh, yeah. But we we got into the parking lot at the sleep in, and Mags was just losing her mind. Um, she was just done. I was done. We had been on the road for six and a half hours at that point because um, I wanted to make it. Like I told Amy, it was like I want to make it at least over halfway, you know, so that the next day isn't as long. Mm-hmm. Um, which we did, and um, and then next day we got up and made the rest of the way home. So that like that was very long, grueling. Um, it was definitely a, a a season that we can talk about. Um, and and being a parent, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys have experienced very similar situations. Um, Joe right. wouldn't stop crying the whole way home. <laughs> one one car ride can be feel like an entire season of it's, your life. Man, it is. <laughs> it, yeah, it just. Yeah, it is something mm-hmm. else. Um, it's horrible, and that was the worst part. And I want to break up my good into a couple different parts. There was a moment where it was just me and Maggie, and we were sitting at the like the edge of the beach where the water just kind of comes up and hits you. And I was sitting there with her, and we were, you know, I was putting sand on her. And she was putting sand on me, and then the water would hit us. And then she would, like, giggle when the water came up and hit her, like, uncontrollably, <laughs> which made me so happy because I was like, oh, you're a beach girl. Like, you're you're not going to, you know, be freaked out when the water hits you. Like, she just, like, laughed uncontrollably. Mm. And it was just, just one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I don't want this to end. And that was good. And then um, there was a night where uh, Lex, Brian, your wife, um, stayed behind and looked after Maggie after Maggie went to bed, stayed behind at the house, and Amy and I could go out, and we went mini-golfing. And it was just like we were out on a date. Who won that? With, without <laughs> without <laughs> Brian won the whole mini-golf night. Tell you who didn't win. <laughs> Mike, Mike P. P. Oh. <laughs> um, but it was just fun because it was just me and Amy and you know we were on the Davidsons you know we were on the same team whatever right. you want to call we're it we're on the card together, yeah we were on the it. card together and we were just having fun it was just a good night out and those were two distinctive good nights um, or times on vacation that were just so much fun and those are the ones that that stuck with me for nice. for the vacation which was super awesome food food I am so I am perfecting my some sous-vide thing <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh man! I would tell you this: the sous vide is the Tesla of cooking. Mm. But um, the uh, the thing I'm trying to perfect is the carnivore pizza, mm-hmm. um, and I'm getting there. I got the base, according to Brian. I got the base going. Yeah. Now it's, it's time. Now really it's good. time to like zhuzh it up a little bit. Um, maybe add some seasoning, some like garlic powder, fresh herbs. You know, yeah, fresh herbs. Get, get some get some things in there that make it a little bit next level. Um, even even add meat to the topping of the pizza because it's basically all cheese and eggs. Right. Um, but maybe add some sausage, maybe some pepperoni, maybe some bacon, you know, whatever. Like just trying to figure out what's that next level to make the perfect carnivore pizza. That's where I'm at. I love it. It's one of those things where um, 
it's my go-to in terms of like i'm not gonna make it this week i need to i need to have something that's gonna like satisfy that non-carnivore because you're a pizza guy always i been am a pizza, pizza guy. guy right um Kryptonite. and the the only thing that's not carnivore on it is the pizza sauce but we get labriolas pizza sauce you go to white sauce I could go white sauce, but I do like the tomato. It's, it's that tomato right. cheese. You needed that fix. Yeah, it's that tomato sure. cheese flavor. That Acid mixed really, with the base. Yeah, I love it. Um, and it's it's great. It's, it's great. And uh, I'm getting there, and it's one of my favorite things to make. It's super easy. So over to me. Um, my bad would be – I'll start with bad because I, I want to get it out of the way too. Um, weather. I feel like the weather. Yeah. Like, it's just been, uh, it's been like, grumpy. It's been, been grumpy. It has been weather. grumpy. It, it, it's it, like, it, hi, I'm really hot. Right. No, I'm raining. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's, we've had a lot of rain, and I feel like it's been following us around. I mean, yes. we had some rainy days in South in North North Carolina, which you said is, you know, it was kind of like one of those weeks that you've really not experienced we before. We blamed you. Oh, it's fine. It was cooler in North Carolina than Pittsburgh. <laughs> right. It really was. Yeah. And then we come back here, and like I'm looking at the weather. It's like, oh, 80s and 90s this week. And then, yeah, it might start off and get like maybe for a half an hour what they're saying. And then the past couple of days, it's, it's been rainy and, and whatever. It doesn't. That That's a really not a bad bad. But I mean, it's summer. So and bad. I, I love my you summer. have a pool, and dude. That's and, a bad. We, and and how many crappy months out of the year do we have here in Pittsburgh where it's like I'd love to see some sun, and then when you get to summer, it's like oh, it's great, and then right. it's not. So, anyways, whatever. It doesn't matter. My leg. Um, I really hurt my leg, um, and my hip. Um, I'm recovering, but definitely it was a downer on vacation because I couldn't. It, it hurt like it, it to the point where sometimes I had to stop. And mm. and um, but it's it's on the mend. I, I, since I've been back and not really moving on it. Um, well, like as a coach, I always say I don't care if you're hurt, mm. but you're not allowed to be injured. If you're injured, you can't mm. play. Right. And I think for you, that line got foggy a couple times. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> yeah. did. It like, definitely yeah. did because I'm not used to it. You know, I'm, right. I've you know knock on wood always been really healthy so you know i and i I went back and i've i think i'm over the point but i did go back and forth especially towards the end of vacation where i was like is this a blood clot which you've experienced several times yeah i mean really traumatic blood clots um so i went back and forth is this a blood clot or is it just damage to my muscles and i pretty much landing on that because i've been stretching and you know um anyway it's not to harp on that it's just it it it, it definitely was more in my mind than I wanted it to be on vacation where yeah. I should have just been. Which in and of itself is a drag. Yeah, it was. But, totally. You know, alcohol covers a lot of things. Um, <laughs> Cause good, of and solution And solution to, to all of life's problems. <laughs> Homer Simpson. Okay. The good would be we rented. We were, our, our intentions were to rent a car to go on vacation. And Lex and I talked about a Corvette. That was really way expensive. Um, so we just decided to go out to Pittsburgh International. She has this deal with National Rent-A-Car where um, it's one of those, like, you know, you, you pick out anything out of a couple aisles. So we went out to Pittsburgh International because they had more of a selection. It was kind of a gamble. Like, we could go out and just get a, a Kia Sportage, you know, or whatever. Um, and that's kind of how it was looking until we came to this one aisle where there was a blue ford mustang convertible and i was kind of torn lex was kind of torn for about three minutes because you guys needed some space because you you had smaller cars this time smaller vehicles and then we're like yeah well, we're gonna be selfish and do this <laughs> screw and them we're we, doing this <laughs> we ended up getting the mustang and it was so much fun i had so much fun in it um another good would be lex was present and healthy on vacation mm. it, more so than she's been in a long long time and i was really it was really nice to just have her around i think all you guys enjoyed her 
you know, in, in, in a, yeah. in a, in a different way than you have on, on past vacations. Cause she was just there, you yep. know, she was present and, uh, it wasn't a thing, you know, I mean, there was one day she was down for a little bit, but, uh, and then work. I mean, I know Jay, you you may talk, be talking about some of your work after you've come back and reentry and all that, but reentry has actually been pretty good for me. Um, I had a pretty successful week this week. I've, I've, in two days doubled what i'm like my number for the month nice and like it, it's honestly like i'm not even trying and it's you know I'm, it's not the Don't brag say that <laughs> i'm trying so hard there and i go. really shot for there that number. 13 hour days paying <laughs> off, slaving right? over there you go oh um man. so <laughs> so yeah that's good that's awesome so that was that was it, it's it's been a decent it's been about the best re-entry that i could ask for um food <laughs> I think I told Jay this last night, but I think I'm. I used to just really look forward to the chicken on Tuesday nights, and I told him last night I was like, I think now I'm looking more forward to your ranch so than the chicken. And he was like, Oh, but you weren't you weren't on board initially. I said, I know. He wasn't he? Was I a was, reluctant ranch I was guy. A, but then I. I, I Cut the magic. I even still have the one from the beach. I'm still me. eating it. You just peel off the brown parts. Well, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, even today at lunch, I made myself two burgers and an egg and some cheese and a healthy uh, <laughs> ranch dip. Healthy dollop of that. I'm just like, oh, this is just so, what, so What made flavor. you hesitant? Like, what, I mean, what was the Hidden, flavor Hidden that... Valley was just, it's 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 what you grow. It's what, sugar. Your, it's what your tastes are, yeah. are accustomed to. And then, amazing. I'm going to start adding corn syrup to mine just so it's, you know, everybody else. No, please else's. don't. No, please don't. No, I, I don't know. I mean, and then and then I've been on this thing where I'll, like I've been eating olives like crazy too. So I think like my tastes like uh, are like, changing and I'm yeah. acquiring tastes, and I yeah. think that's part of it. So for so me, good. what's good? And thank you for your kind words about my dip and my chicken. Yep. Um, what's good is Viviana Cole. Um, well, there's a lot of good things. Yep. But Viviana Cole is our new Young Life area director, and she moved here from Tennessee, and she's never been on Young Tennessee. Life staff before. And her, right, I thought she was from Virginia. That's what I said, Virginia. Okay. It sounded like I said Tennessee, <laughs> but it was clearly Virginia. <laughs> Chris heard that. Uh, same, same. Yeah. So she just is so pure and excited to love high school students and on behalf of God and just to be there for people. And in, I mean, I've only been here since Saturday. She got here a week. The day we left, she moved in. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'll always be there for you. Not the first week. <laughs> but watching her, she came to open gym last night. And I introduced her to some girls. And then I didn't introduce her to a bunch of girls that she introduced herself to. Oh, and great. afterwards, she went to Rita's because I told her the cheerleaders were having a fundraiser. So she's like, well, I'll see if there's anybody there. And she went to Summerfest all by herself. That's encouraging. That's very encouraging. That's a good sign. Yeah, and she just wants to learn, and she wants to be, and and so that's just very exciting and good. Um, what is bad is really the reentry, and and it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. And so the transition from vacation to regular life yeah. was predictably, and that's why it's not all bad. Predictably difficult. Uh, I was hit. Actually, I was given a bit of a reprieve Sunday, our first day back. It was sort of like, okay, rest up. And then as soon as Monday hit, it was like, boom. Mm. And it was this problem, Coming in hot. that problem, the next problem. This relationship is stressed and this person needs my attention. And this thing that I thought I took care of while on vacation has now reared its ugly head and it's toxic and on fire. Mm. And the reason why I say it's not all bad is that I said it was predictably bad. 
And without sounding like a Christian spiritual kook, I've been blessed with what I would describe as spiritual eyes that I say, okay, this is something that God wants me to do. And this is something the enemy doesn't want me to do. Or this is the way, Hmm. you know, the enemy is attacking in this regard so that I flip out and push this person away Mm -hmm. or so that Mm -hmm. I react in this regard. Like God is letting me see maybe one or two steps ahead. Mm -hmm. So while it may suck, I'm sitting there going, okay, but I'm not going to give in to that reaction. Right. You've already been kind of primed and prepared in just a little bit of a way. Right. Like, Like today I had some interesting phone calls and and different situations and i said in the morning there's a blog post i made years ago which was get to not have to Mm. then when you wake up and you're like oh i have to have these meetings Mm -hmm. no i get to there's Mm -hmm. a reason why i have this meeting and so if i go into it looking for okay why did god put me in this moment in this time Mm -hmm. all right now i can try to find it and then sometimes you don't find it but you're like well at least i didn't become a complete jerk in the process right and didn't waste my day away doing dreading it yeah. Um, and regards to food, it was just hilarious when we got home that, of course, we have an empty fridge. And so I just went on a complete cooking spree. But <laughs> Well, at least you found some good food in the church fridge. Ah, yes. The leftovers from the Davidson graduation party. <laughs> My son swore to me he was going to take care of that. And what did he say when he didn't? Oh, yeah, I was going to take care of that. <laughs> Classic Ben. Yeah, we had a, a repass, as they call it. Uh, a luncheon for after a funeral from another church who uses our church whenever they need event space. And I thought, you know, I should probably throw out all that stuff that's in the fridge. So it was the uh, two things, the chicken, the slaw. I didn't open the slaw and the potato salad. That's probably wise. Smart. Because at that point, it's over two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So we sure, got only two weeks. Probably. No, 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 no. no. Sure. Over two. It was uh, two and a half at that point. Whatever. Three, four. I forget. So the food had transitioned from edible to maybe edible to now cultures. Right. And many of us face transitions in life. And they cause us all kinds of stress, for lack of a better term. Yes. And I think that we are represented tonight by so many different transitions. In the preview, I pointed out that for Chris and for me, our oldest are going away to college. Mm. Mm. That's a transition. Mm -hmm. For our oldest, they're going away to college. Huge transition. I don't know how Ben's doing. Joe's all over the place. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely all over the place for Ben. Like, he he wants to be on top of it. He wanted to take care of that food in the fridge. Yeah. (laughs) But because of college and the transition. (laughs) (laughs) And... Can I say something or can I remind you to say something that you said to me last night about you being in transition from your perspective with this about this is the last time Ben will be under your roof. Mm-hmm. Do right. you want to elaborate on that? Because I thought it was very poignant yeah. and it, it's really true. Well, thanks. Yeah, we were just Brian and I were having a conversation at, at practice last night and it was just it's not that. You know, we're very happy that Ben's yeah. going and to college, and he's 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 on his way to you know greatness in his he's own a great young life. Man. You know what yeah. I mean? And, bir- like it's, and birds are meant to fly the coop, and you're right. You're, you're, you're yeah. trained him to do and it. It's, it's time, and it doesn't feel like it's not time. So that's a good thing. It feels like mm. this. It's it's right, yeah. and yet, like upon reflection, it's like, he, yeah, he's only going to pit. That's 15, 20 minutes away. He's never going to be our 
kid in our like living in our house in our life full time ever again. Like it's always going to be different, even if he comes back home and, and sure. lives there for a couple of years. Right. He's now going to be our adult son, yeah, right. who yeah. has a space in our house and, and right. has his own job or whatever. But yeah. as of right now, anyway, he's he's our college kid who comes back for vacations and and things. Yeah. But but it's it's never going to be completely different season. Yeah. You verbalizing yeah. that tears my heart apart. Oh. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. We're not. I'm not going to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he and I have gotten so close yeah. over the years. Like his high school years, man. I just I have enjoyed spending time with him so much. Oh, so it's it's mm-hmm. it's really. I just don't even know what to expect. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, well, it could be I see him every other weekend. Yeah, and it could be <laughs> I don't see him for a month, or it could yeah. be maybe I don't a, see him being a good caller. Right? Could be. Yeah. Do you but, think so? Like, will he call every night? No. I, I feel like he will be a good communicator. Maybe not calling, but, like, yeah. he's not going to lose touch with his dad. Well, and Amy said it well, like, just pointing out the fact that it's different. Because, you know, we go when we think of him going to college, we think of when we went to college. Well, when we went to college... Yeah, you could email, but it wasn't like a regular, regular You could thing. save up and make a long-distance call. Right, <laughs> and you could have a calling card yeah. and make a long-distance call. Oh, you're oh, so young. Like, yeah. like but, it's, I, uh, but I feel like but you, now could, you, you could text constantly. You could text him and, and yeah. say, hey, do you want to go play Shenley? Right, exactly. I, right. So it's and, different. And that's the thing. Like, Ben is one of those kids, and I'll be honest, I don't say this about every kid. But like, Ben is one of those kids that, like, when we go disc golfing, I'm like, I hope Ben's going to be there. Oh, nice. You know, like, it's never like, oh, I hope Ben's not going to be there. You know, like, be- like I'm always like, oh, Ben's coming. That's going to be fun. Because, like, Ben is always just a fun person to be around. Yeah. You know? Um, and that speaks well of you, I believe. And and I, I feel like going into college, he's going to have that, you know, kind of, I still want to be with dad and 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 hang out and whatnot and i think what chris you said is really important for everybody going through transitions is you said i don't know what it's going to be like mm, right. and i think that is one of the main challenges for transitions in life whether your kids going off to college whether you got a new job whether you're getting married whether you're getting divorced no matter what it's i'm used to what i know now mm-hmm. and i'm transitioning to something that i might have a grip on but I don't know. And I think the higher your need for security, the scarier and the more mm. difficult transitions can become. Transitions are interesting to me because like when we've I've had two I've not had two kids. Alexis has had two kids. I've been in the room when that's happened. And there comes you a were point there when they, you know, oh, I help make them for, you know, sure. Um, but. There comes a point in pregnancy where, you know, you, you've gone through all this, you know, change and, and then the baby hasn't come yet, but then you, there, there comes a significant point in pregnancy where it changes your transit, like everything changes. And it's like, it's just this weird moment where like, oh my goodness, we're about to be on the other side of something. We've moved significantly from this past stage, Mm -hmm. but we're not quite there yet. And it's almost like this just weird, spiritual, awesome, beautiful you know just just mind-boggling place that you exist in and everybody feels that you know and and that's one of the interesting things to me about transition is that there it once you've gone through significant transitions in your life you know that moment 
you know, and then the things happen and now it's, it's, you, you find another groove, but between grooves, it's just a really crazy place, you know? And, um, I, I kind of value it because it's, it, it, it is like a, a flipping of the page, but you haven't quite flipped the page yet. Yeah. And so you, you start to reflect on what you've just done and, and, and what's been in the past and you start to think about what's in the future, but you can't quite see what's in the future. And so that's exciting. And also, like you said, you know, scary or whatever it was that you, however you describe that. And pregnancy and parenthood is another good example, like for what Jay was saying too, in that, well, in this case, like think about all the books out there, all the people who want to give advice to you when you're going to have a baby, like, and you do need help. I mean, and, and mm-hmm. all, the, all those are good things. And yet, despite all of those things, you can't know exactly what that transition is going to be like. Right. Like you have to experience it for yourself. And you're, there's always going to be things that you thought you were going to be prepared for, but they don't go the way you thought they would be. And so you're, mm-hmm. you know, there's always that unknown. Well, I think there's a ton of books that tell you what to expect from your child, from your experience, but nobody is you. Right. And so you don't know what to expect from you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be overjoyed? Like, I thought I was going to be a really crappy parent because I didn't particularly care for kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw all my friends who were, like, always the ones getting down on the ground and playing with the kids. And then they ended up super stressed out over their kids. Mm-hmm. And I was cool with my kids because turns out you care more about your own. Right. Who knew? Crazy. Um, I think back to a podcast we did with Joseph Jason that we need to have him back, by the way, because yeah. he never really got into what he's all about now, mm. which was perspective. Right. We talked about his past, but right. We right. heard his story, but right. we didn't about hear about his thing, but it's all about perspective. Cause I think one of the problems with transitions is perspective. And so what I mean by that is you begin to miss all the things your current situation offered you. So let's say it's a work situation. You're leaving a job. Well, you knew where your encouragement came from. You knew where your support came from. You knew who would appreciate you. You knew where you fit in as far as respect or belonging within the company. You knew all those things. So now you fear, are those needs going to get met mm-hmm. in this new situation? You can apply that to whatever else. So you look backwards at what you're going to miss. You fear that you won't get it moving forward. Mm. We don't in- inherently... You don't look at, okay, well, what am I getting rid of in this last phase that I might possibly get, you know, more often than not. I think if you're the optimist, you're like, oh, it's going to be great. Most people aren't. Mm-hmm. So I think there's that's another tough thing about transitions is you lose all those emotional needs that are either getting met or you're ignoring the fact that they weren't getting met. Yeah, and I think I – think- mm. People with a sense of security, a high sense of security. Oh, that alone. It's, terif- it. it's terrifying. It. Transit, and there's been some things in the past, and I, I'm, I'm low on security. And, you know, not, not to bring this back to me, but I'm very low on security and the need for it. And there's been something that you and I have been discussing, and you're like, "Well, doesn't this make you scared or whatever?" I'm like, "No, not really." You know what I mean? I mean, sure. you, you know what I'm talking about. I, don't, I really don't want to get into it. Like, I don't fear the transition. I kind of look forward to it because it's like, oh, you know, something significant is happening. It, 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 it means I'm not staying who I was and I'm looking forward to kind of shedding that skin or, you know, uh, evolving or having that metamorphosis. But for people that do have that sense of security, transition can be crippling. And so I think therefore some of those people just, you, you don't look for it. And life's going to bring you transitions one way or the other, but there's people that I think look for moving forward or transitioning to something 
something else as opposed to the people that are begrudgingly brought along, you know, into that. And I think that why it's crippling is because of unresolved past hurts from previous transitions. Sure, absolutely. You know, if you've been hurt from switching from one job to another or you wake one up one day and dad, dad left. Another, right. One, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, something, you know, you might be getting married and you're deathly afraid of being married because you've seen so much devastation in the marriage of the people in your family. Mm-hmm. Or you switch jobs and you got a terrible job. Well, now you're going to switch again. Well, is it going to be worse? And so whether it be just in general or in transitions, our past hurts carry so much more mm. weight. You know, you have had many good transitions, mm. which enables you to look forward to the next one. Right. Whereas those people who are crippled by that fear, they maybe have gone downward with each transition in their life. So why wouldn't the next one be the same? Sure. We have a couple of people who have added their comments, their thoughts on transitions they're experiencing right now. Uh, Josh Hughes, good old Josh. Shout out to Josh. He's looking at a career change. So not just a job change, mm-hmm. but a career change. And he said it's full of positive and negatives. Positives looking... Uh, Positive that I'm looking forward to a more positive, less stressful workplace mm-hmm. and having a work schedule more conducive to family life. Though the negatives are well at leaving a well-established career where he is comfortable. Quote, unquote, mm-hmm. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, Josh, we uh, we are there for you. We encourage you, I think. Uh, I think you ought to go for it. Um, that's just my opinion. But those are exactly the trade-offs so mm-hmm. many times. Um, you're stagnant and, boy, I think I need more. But at what cost? Right. Some woman named Alexis wrote in. Brian, would you read hers? What? Alexis I would love to. H. Alexis H. No, let's go with A her. Oh. A her. <laughs> I'm excited for my upcoming transition of returning to school to finish my bachelor's this fall. So cool. One of my hardest transitions, going back to work on an evening shift when the kids were much younger. Lots of missed family dinners and bedtimes. Mm. And that was a really tough time for um, for her and for me and for for the kids. Um, but again, there there comes times in life where sometimes we make the transitions, like she's doing with the bachelor's degree. Um, you know, she's made that decision and she's being proactive in that. Whereas going back to Chick Fil A, I mean, I guess it was kind of proactive, but at the end of the day, life kind of put it us in a situation where look this makes the most sense you don't want to do it Mm -hmm. but you have to do it Mm -hmm. um and then you know so i think there's different kinds of transitions very much you know you're proactive or you're doing it begrudgingly or just holy crap life just handed me some lemons what am i going to do with these things That brings up that there are, um, Jay shared an article with... Before we go there. Oh, yeah. Just before we go, because that is a very good transition. Okay. So I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I have a, a friend who commented as well, talking about they're dealing with a custody issue with their children mm-hmm. and her abusive ex. Mm-hmm. And they have to go through court hearings and <sighs> everything else. And at best, she's got to prove that the ex is dangerous and doesn't care as much for the kids who they've ignored for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Wow. And at best she's going to have to share some custody with somebody like that. Uh, and her quote was trying to navigate through my feelings and my kids emotions through it all. And I haven't found much yet that has helped ease my anxieties and fears, mm. which is why I'm interested in learning from others and excited for the podcast this evening. Mm. Um, when I found out about it, you know, I, I just sat there and listened and just said, you know, whatever we can do, because a couple of us know this person. And I said, you know, 
no matter what, we're Indeed. gonna we're gonna be here for you. Absolutely. I said, you need somebody to go with you when yep. you've got to go to mm-hmm. some of these things. Yep. We got you, and yep. we'll bring other people along. We'll, yeah, we'll bring other people <laughs> and other things along. Yep. It's fine. It's well, um, and and I don't mean to cut you off, but in just reading this quote, who wasn't interested in his children till now? What a gigantic statement that breaks my heart and makes me angry at the same time. Yeah. Um, because now it's just about pawns. You know, you're you're. Hey, I have a claim to this, and uh, so I. Um, the person who wrote this, uh, I'm I'm with you in in that frustration and that that anger and that you know whatever you want to call that. That's that's just kind of a raw deal. Yep. Uh, we had somebody write in talking about their daughter, uh, and her daughter just had a different kind of high school career and her school career, I should say. And so there's a lot of people who have children, family members with different needs. And I think those transitions have got to be so much more lonely because mm-hmm. people people want to say, oh, I know how you feel, which before we get to it is, yeah. the, is the worst comfort the worst. in the world. But when people, if, you're, if your child is different than other people's children, now people don't even know what to say to you. Mm-hmm. So very often they say nothing or all they do is say, oh, you've always done so great. They're going to do great. Everything's great. And you're like, no, can you just sit with me in the right. suck for one minute right? Mm-hmm. and just let me be both excited at this transition, but mortified mm-hmm. because I don't know what to do next. And so, you know, we are with you in that regard as well. But Chris, you talked about how some transitions we choose and some are forced upon us. Yeah. And you've done some research. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for helping with that research. Um, this this uh, website is called transitionsinadultlearning.weebly.com. We'll have that on the show notes. But uh, they talk about four main types of transitions in life. And yes, some are anticipated. In fact, that is one of the categories. And some are not. So anticipated transitions. And maybe I'll, I'll read all these so you can hear each one. Maybe the first two sentences of each. Oh, yeah, and not the whole thing. Right, right. But I mean each of the four types so that oh, you, you sort of need to compare them and then we can identify what different ones are. So anticipated transitions are transitions that are expected to occur in an adult's life. So things you might consider part of the natural life cycle. Um, examples are graduating from school, finding a job, getting married, having children. We've talked about some of those. Unanticipated would be uh, events that are not expected and do not follow any particular timeline so those would be like becoming ill having a car accident um i would dare you know getting divorced and and you know like uh danny had mentioned or or like a death of a loved one right um you know having to move right away because of a job i think i think those i mean we're not here to rate them but i think anticipated ones bring their own stress Mm -hmm. okay this is coming up this is normal this is whatever else the unanticipated ones that's still a transition, but you weren't expecting it. Well, and I think with the anticipated ones, you've already done the calculus ahead of time as much as you possibly can. Those un, those unexpected ones, you're trying to do it in real time amongst all of the other things that you're trying to do in life. And that that's, I think, where the overwhelm starts to really creep in. Yeah. You know, you the, especially for especially for people that are planners, you know, like throw something like that in, mm-hmm. into the mix and it's, it's traumatic. Well, yeah. And I see that as like. I mean, they can all have their own stressors, but um, anticipated is like, <laughs> that speaks to my kind of anxiety where 
I see something on the horizon, and mm. oh man, now I have to worry about it because I know it's coming up. And I you got and more I, time. Yes, you got time. Whereas the that's, unanticipated that's, is you, like you, a slap in the face right. that is gonna like overwhelm you in the moment, right. unless it's like you won the lotto. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that could, yeah, right because there are good, there good unexpected right. transitions. I would yeah. love that one. <laughs> the, the final two are different. Um, one is a non-event transitions. Those are ones that you thought were going to happen but, mm. suck, but don't for example you thought you were going to have children but you don't mm. um i'm gonna get that deal closed and it doesn't happen it doesn't happen right and the final one is oh wait i want to stay on that one oh for yeah a while. please because are there more examples mm, let's see da, 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 getting married having a family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's see being successful having money I'm giving examples. I'm not asking you to. Absolutely. I'm just scanning, trying to see. But like, uh, a child leaving school and moving back home. Um, be, wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't sound like a non-event. That sounds well, like no. An event. Your child, instead of going to college gotcha. and then moving yeah. on, on. Yeah. they move back home. Yep. Having an unsuccessful child, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they're gonna be everything else, and you're like, oh, you're. Kind of mediocre. Having <laughs> having an, 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 unsuccess- here. <laughs> an unsuccessful marriage where you thought you're with this person forever. Not that it's because they're yeah, like it's not unanticipated, right? Like you just see the net, like it's fizzling out. Right. And you're Never just getting like, married right. or getting divorced. You didn't expect to do nope. that. Um, having that cast upon you as yeah. well. I mean, living a long life together. Oh wait, no, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And having a transition away from that. I think with that's with, a slow burn with a lot all of, of the what's it called non-event. Yeah. Boy, that just carries with it so many more heavy sadness. What if? What if I did this? And in each one of those, you're left alone, you know, or mm. unaccomplished. Right. Yeah. No one in the lotto now. <laughs> right. And unless it was, one. I thought I was going to live my whole life not winning the lotto. <laughs> so the non-event is, in fact, winning the lotto. Uh, I don't know. Welcome to Lotto Talk. <laughs> uh, the final one is sleeper transition. And in this kind, it occurs gradually and the individual may not even be aware that it's happening while it's happening. Mm. Um, or the, I guess they're aware it's happening, but maybe not that it would be a transition. Uh, examples they give would be uh, you're becoming more competent in skills needed to complete an academic program or a new job. Or it could take a negative form in the example of uh, the ending of relationship. It doesn't always happen quickly. It just you don't even realize your relationship is deteriorating mm-hmm. until it has deteriorated. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask this: Alzheimer's. Like you, you, you've you've known somebody that's lucid, lucid in their life for a long time. All of a sudden, one day, they're repeating the same story, and then in a month, it. Like what? I guess that would be one of those kind of a um, sleeper it scenarios because be. that those well, are hard. It also fits man. as and unanticipated, yeah, maybe. But yeah, true. Mm-hmm. And then then you get to the point where you're like, well, what do we do now? They can't be on their own, you know. That kind of that's that's a lot of hurt. That's well, diff- and I think a good example of the sleeper one on the one hand is sort of really for both of you your professional development. Mm. You know, you guys are mucking and grinding, throwing water. 10 mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. and now you're both very highly accomplished professionals and it's like when did that happen <laughs> like you know i went from this job to that job to huh and i think it happens mm. i think the the sleeper transition happens for every adult when you look around the room or, or like when maybe something happens 
and you look around the room for the responsible person and you're like, oh, it's me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You know, when you look right. around for I'm the expert the or for the help, for, I'll tell you what, Joe and Bella were, let's say, four and two. And we got, the, and we all got the stomach bug. Rachel and I are taking turns in the bathroom with Joe and Bella. It's throw up. It's changing poopy diapers of diarrhea. I mean, and I thought, I'm, nobody's coming. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Nobody is coming into my house right now right. to help me. Yeah. Mommy ain't coming. Right. Poppy ain't coming. Yeah. I, it's me now. Mm-hmm. And I like woke up to, whoa, I'm in charge. Yeah. And it was like, let the videos roll. I mean, yeah, there's, and I looked at Rachel. I remember that night and I was like, not a word about too many videos. And she was just like, put it on. Put it on. Just put it on. That's, a, that is a, that is a great, story that's a great recognition because i mean i don't remember the specifics really right off the bat but i know that i've had those moments where man i'm the man now i'm the one that you say that every day in the mirror (laughs) no i mean (laughs) you 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 realize that the shoulders that these are falling this this thing is falling onto they're my shoulders so what are my shoulders made of and you you find out that is real dude that that's a that's a great look let me ask each of you guys what is what has been your toughest life transition? What was the toughest transition you experienced? I'm kind of blind. I, I, I have a blinders on because of what's going on right now. Um, what? So, I I've been I've been sitting here thinking of like how do I not wedge this subject in, but like you know Jay, you had mentioned it. Um, you know Amy and I, we have mags, and we're in that transition of like she's possibly going into preschool but in in order to go into preschool she has to be potty trained and she isn't yet she is adamant about not doing that so there is the anticipated transition of oh she's going to potty train and we'll be good and then we're going to transition in the next part of you know maggie's life and but that is unexpected of like she is not doing that Mm. um and then there's also and i want to be careful with how i present this but i am pretty passionate about you know maggie is almost three and i, I don't want to get politi- no you can go there go there i don't want to get political speaking as a parent or speaking as a parent i do not want maggie to wear a mask right no reason she should or too poorly wear one and i and i don't even i like i don't want to even like enter that i just you right. know my, it's just my thoughts are according to the science she doesn't need to wear it and, and especially according to her child development, she does not need to wear it. And the, the kids around her do not need to uh, need to wear it. And that is a prereq for a lot of the preschools. And that is a prerequisite to a lot of the preschools. And that is a unexpected transition that I did not see coming. And mm-hmm. I'm really struggling with it mm-hmm. because there are a lot of people in my life around me that yeah. are saying like, oh, you need you, like that. Need, you need to do that. And, you know, or the government is telling us that, she needs to do that and it's just so unexpected and like i'm looking at the numbers and it just does not add like the numbers do not add up in my mind that she needs to wear a mask and i am very adamant of i'm more concerned about her emotional development than i am her catching and spreading covid because those numbers are non-existent pretty much so that is an unexpected transition that is made me incredibly anxious and well, it's, it's an unexpected transition, yeah. Slash non-event. 
Yeah. Because it should be, hey, everything's good. Right. Here we go. Right. And now that's not happening. Right. Mm. And it's multiple things. Like both within your control, the mask issue. Right. And out of your control, the potty training issue. Well, and I would actually say it's kind of reversed because like we could probably go to the doctor and get an excuse for her not being potty trained yet if we wanted to force her into preschool. And we could do that. But with this, with the mask thing, I don't know. Like, that's, like, one of those things that, like, it could be mandated and, like, we don't have a choice. And if, like, you're going to make her, then she's not going to preschool. Sorry. You're not getting our money. Um, and it's 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 just, I, I did not see that coming. So, thanks, universe. Like, <laughs> I don't like I don't know how to, like, it's, it's, it's well, I don't it, like, I hate it. I hate right. all of it. So, would you say that's about as tough of a transition as you've had? Or you just want to get that out? I wanted to get it out, but it's, like... Like I like I'm just so like it's just so top of mind right now with Amy and I like I'm I'm just like I like I don't I can't, couldn't even talk about another transition puberty I don't know like, <laughs> you know like I don't know like it's one of those things like yeah sure but the, right now it's just so top of mind with with us yeah so your question and I'm with you in a lot Appreciate of ways yeah. because I mean I'm fighting that same it's a hill I'm going to die on Abby's not Abby and Ethan aren't going to school with that and yeah. and the problem is it's it's like well what the op, the option is to keep them home full time no we're not doing that either right. they don't want to do that yeah and so yeah and I don't like I, I honestly really don't want to get into it I, like this, this isn't not, the platform for that but that like it's just we're, 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 that, that, we're allowed to see what we're feeling well and, and I'm saying like I'm just being open and honest and vulnerable of where we're at with that <laughs> So yeah. my your question was my toughest transition. Toughest transition. So toughest transition was mid two thousands. Um, Lex and I and I, I I've kind of talked about this before. We Lex and I were working full time doing real estate, which means we were kind of working. You know, it was it was fine. It was going okay. We acquired a lot of debt. Uh, we were also trying to have a kid, and then finally Ethan came into the picture. Right at the same time, everything kind of collapsed and we, we had to call it off. And, and so into all of this, Ethan's born, Alexis's mom died all within the span of like five months. Alexis's mom dies. Our, our business crumbles. We tank and it's just like, what are we going to do next? And, um, it was the lowest point that I've ever been. Eric, you were saying we were talking a little bit earlier while, while we were eating where you're, you're driving with, with Maggie <laughs> away, away from the beach and yeah. like you, you just were numb because Maggie was out of her mind. Mm-hmm. Jay, you, you guys have been in that situation. I was in that situation. Alexis's mom died. We had to drive out to, um, Missouri. Ethan was screaming the whole way, mm. especially the last two hours. His face is purple, and Lex and I are just in the front seat. Her mama just died. All of our our business had just collapsed. It was the lowest point of my life. We came home, and I mean, I basically laid on the couch for a month and a half and was like praying, like God, show me what to bring. Like I was expecting to win the Powerball. Like honest to God, like it was the worst period of my life. Yeah. I was just waiting for something to happen. Nothing good was happening. Every time the phone rang, it was a bad call. And then I got up off my couch. I started working at Tyler and here I am, you know? And so it was the toughest transition of my life. But at the same time, I would also say you have to, if you're in a tough transition, you have to find some kind of forward motion. And even if it takes you 10 years to come out of that transition, you can't stay in that spot. There's no transitioning when you're not trying to do something. Mm. Um, and, and that could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So what I'm hearing you say is it was the transition from you and Lex working together, sort of making it, to being unemployed and wrecked that got made worse 
by external life circumstances. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we we screwed the pooch, but then there were just things. Right, but I'm that, saying if we're keeping it in the lens of transition, the transition mm-hmm. was from self-employed to, oh, my gosh, not employed. Mm-hmm. And that got made worse. The transition was made worse by external factors. Mm-hmm. Lex's, you know, mom dying, Ethan screaming and yelling. Yes. That kind of but stuff. But at the same time, also, Ethan was born into that and we'd been praying for five years to for a baby like so it was this weird bittersweet moment of okay we have ethan now and this is everything we've asked for yet he's screaming and and his face is purple and it's driving me nuts so so it's just it was this cauldron of conflict that that you know you 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 know i I work with somebody right now he's one he's he's a guy that I, i respect a ton but He's never been in a position where his business is just pummeling him. And he told me yesterday, he's like, all I can do, he's like, I'm not going to quit. I'm not getting out of this ring. The person, like, just life punching me, I'm just going to keep going and I'm going to wear that that out. But he's never been in this position before. And you get into a situation in life sometimes where that transition just pummels you. But all you can do is keep going. You know, and, and so that that's the, that's it was the toughest transition of my life, mm-hmm. but also one of the it was the, the the defining moment of my life among a lot of other defining moments. Mm. Wow! Uh, for me, I'm going back to when I first started college. Um, that initial transition was really really tough for me, um, and in fact, that's one of the things you know to bring it you know back to to Ben going to college like that. I although I think he's much better off than I was. Just he's got a better head on his shoulders and and just seems more st- more stable. I was much more of a slacker. He's but been man, around some pretty cool adults. Over the right? Past. Am I right? You guys are awesome. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, when I first went to school, you know, some kids just aren't ready for it. You know, they're not quite ready to leave home. They're yep. not quite ready for yep. all the responsibility and being yep. on their own. And that was definitely me. I went up to Penn State Barron in Erie. Heard of it? Mm-hmm. Um, for one semester, and it was like the longest four months ever, mm-hmm. and it, I was just miserable. Um, didn't Aww. like my classes. Didn't didn't really make friends. Didn't. I mean, it just the good the good moments were very few and far between. And mm. I just um, at least the weather was nice up there. <laughs> oh yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, come December. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I just, I really couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my grades were bad. I, I was skipping classes. I was, um, like I said, just not making friends and not, and, and part of that is on me, but I just wasn't in a place where I was ready to reach out and make new friends, mm-hmm. you know? So I ended up, um, leaving school, going home, um, working for the next, whatever it would be the spring semester plus the summer and then <laughs> my mom and she's listening to it was her comment that actually she she mentioned oh you're talking about ben going to school it reminds me of when you left for college um but i was so homesick and then i came home and i worked for the spring semester and and by the middle of summer man I was like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I am ready to go. I am just yeah. ready to go, and it's yeah. not like I, you know, I wasn't like fed up with my parents or anything. But I was finally to the point where I was ready to transition into college, mm-hmm. and that's when I enrolled in Clarion and, and became a music education major and all that stuff. And yeah. and it was awesome. But man, that was a tough one yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean, and I, I celebrate that because that, you know, I think a lot of 
a lot of people in that position, you know, kids coming right out of right out of high school, it, it's it's like you're forced into it. Right. And um, you it's know, I mean, was, there, there's like a expected, there's you know? a track sure. that you should you know that that you probably ideally should run on, but you mature at different rates and, and times, and yeah. you know things take a while to gel, and so. I'm encouraged to hear that, yeah, it didn't take the first time. You know, sometimes you pull that lawnmower, it doesn't start the first time. Yeah. You, you keep pulling it, though, and, and you did. So, you know, good for you for sticking with that. For me, my answer is going to be a whole lot shorter. From, <laughs> from one to two kids. Not two to three, not zero to one. But when Bella was born, I was like, oh, the stress and agony of Joe not sleeping through the night as a newborn it was the first night Bella didn't sleep through the night was as if Joe had not slept. It through. all comes it, back. And right. like Rachel being, you know, a woman who has shared hormones and everything else with Bella has this new bond. And I'm like, there's just a new stressor in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, and I, I literally went into like a panic because yeah. I'm like, I can't make it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just went through the four months of darkness with Joe. And now, oh, you know, it's a few months later. Okay. 16, 18 months later and here's bella and it i got i mean it was dark like two to three when trey was born i was like whatever okay it's cool fine but yeah one to two that was the worst wow hey how what helps you best with transitions because i have what the experts say uh so let's what what helps best with transitions mostly i just like hide under my covers and (laughs) weep a little bit i'm gonna jump ahead as we get close to the hour mark (laughs) another way to approach the stressors of change is through avoidant coping that may be where i go i'm not sure you know avoiding avoidant coping occurs when individuals try to prevent an emotional response to the stressor for example using avoiding behaviors or cognitions minimizing or denying the problem or trying to detach oneself from the outcomes of a problem under the covers under the covers with chris (laughs) (laughs) that's another podcast Um. let me say just a quick follow-up i say that sort of tongue-in-cheek like it that is still i mean you know back in the day that was definitely a a big problem and that is still almost like an instinctual thing that Mm. i i i will start to feel that like man i just want to shut down i want to shut down i want to shut down away yeah I like to think over the years I've become better at it and, and you know, facing yeah. things head on. And I know that that will make it a smoother transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It goes on to say, employing this coping mechanism during stressful times of large life transitions and the resulting psychological effects of increased anxiety and depressive symptoms is what they have coined transitional anxiety. Hmm. So they're not advocating for avoidant therapy. Right. Or skills. I mean, I know it sounds cliche for our podcast, but I'm just so thankful for you guys where, you know, with any struggle in my life or, or in this case, a transition that's tough, like I can always like reach out to you guys and talk to you guys about whatever we're going through. Cause like I'm at the advantage of, I don't know, I'm the youngest one here. I just <laughs> want to point that out. And you guys have been down the road. Um, and I can always lean on you guys because you guys have experienced that and you guys can join me in that, whatever that frustration is and, and, you know, kind of help me and coach me through it. Like that's, that's where my healing and and whatnot kind of resides in. Yeah. I think if I'm going to answer honestly. A little bit of alcohol and also a lot, a lot of <laughs> that talk. would be under avoidant. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying, and, I, and I'm being honest because I mean, uh, you know, I've always, I've always had the struggle with. Um, let me 
do this substance to kind of check out until I can rally and get to the point where I can face it head on. Mm. But also the, so it's a kind of a cycle for me is, you know, I, I do go to, the, go to there, but I also come back to, Hey, let's talk about this. Let's, let's, let's have intelligent conversations and then let's really look at all the facts. Let's really look at all the variables and then let's get all the chips on the table and then and then take the if risk reward, you know, figure all that stuff out and then go for it. That's kind of how I deal with the transitions. I think the experts say, you know, stress can be a good or bad thing when the body tolerates stress and uses it to overcome lethargy or enhance performance. The stress is positive, healthy and challenging. Mm-hmm. Converting stress into positive change is accomplished through the use of positive problem coping strategies. And this can be done by, as you just said, Brian, analyzing the situation and using effective tools to plan and prepare for upcoming changes. So I'm unhealthy and then I go to healthy. That's great. Well, but see, what I say to that... (laughs) Over and over again. (laughs) What I say to that is, yeah, that's still going to fail you. Mm. Because you can't expect everything. Like, for me, it's having somebody alongside you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if, if it's the greatest transition in the world, but you feel alone, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not good. Right. And, and, and if it's a bad transition and you feel alone, Ugh. gosh, that's the worst. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've gone through the worst, the worst of life transitions, mm-hmm. and there's some of the sweetest moments because of the people around me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I now have a confidence knowing whatever life comes my way, whatever burdens, whatever tragedies, whatever unplanned transitions, man, as long as I got people beside me, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, and it goes without saying what are all the poor, you know, transition advice and I know how you feel. And when others give you advice, that's always a topper. Hmm. You know, here's what you need to do. That's Brian's favorite, by the way. (laughs) For you guys out there, if you're just worried about Brian, just tell him what to do and what to say. Or what to say. Just say this. That's right up there as well. You Um, know, even for an introvert, I will say, though, it's very important. So all the introverts out there, you need that time alone to recharge, but going through times of, of, of struggle or transition, it's so important to have someone with you, like Jay is saying. Yeah. And with you doesn't mean 24-7. Right. 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 You know, I've said over the years, I had a person say to me throughout the tray years, hey, Jay, whatever time of day, whatever you need, whenever you need it, you know, I will be there. You call it, I'll be there. And I called that guy my ace in the hole. Mm-hmm. And I never played that ace card because I was afraid of what if he didn't show up. But mm-hmm. it was just nice knowing right. if, if everything went away, he was still there. Right. All right. Well, guys, that's how we like to end it here. Yeah. Uh, Good transition. of episode 123. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinroom.com. We hope you found this discussion as uh, meaningful as we did here at the table. Thanks to everybody for joining us. You can take our relational needs questionnaire at the website, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye. My food. what I do? Thank you for your kind words about my dip. A-her. Oh. A-her. <laughs> Puberty? I don't know.